hello. <laughs> I just ate shit. Not literally. Like, I just fell to the ground right before we started to record. Took all of our equipment down with her. Yeah, I just spent ages getting it set up and, like... <laughs> brushing her teeth. <laughs> yeah, I, like, came around and I was just like, Buffy, I need to brush my teeth. I've had a long day. Do you have any Advil? Do you have... Can I just fill up my water bottle? Oh, my God. My PR paperwork. Let me tell you all about it. She's just politely waiting forever. And then I'm like, great, we're all set up. I'll just go pee. And I trip <laughs> over the wire, fly across the room. The microphone's like, wah! <laughs> It's been a time. Some people have had a long day today. Mostly just Ruby. And the microphone now. Mm. How's your week, Beam? Um, it's been pretty boring. I've gotten... I was telling you, I got back into crochet because I am unemployed at the moment. Spent so much money on yarn. I've biz- visited Michael's so much. They definitely know my name there. No. Be- wear that proud. It's a tough crowd to please in there. Listen, the 80-year-old women in There's- the yarn section, they... There's some crafty humans. They're competitive. I bet. Um, no, it's good. I tried to make some mittens and botched them, so I'm going to try that again. Have you made a pair of mittens successfully? No, never. Oh, never. but you will. One day it'll happen for I, me. That's 100% inevitable, friend. You keep crocheting away. Thank you. I will. Mm-hmm. How has your week been? Well, oh no. I saw a, earlier today, I saw a video of a fan dancing on stage with Lady Gaga and burst out crying. So that's where I am. <laughs> are you the fan or are you Lady Gaga? No, I watched it. But I'm neither. Oh. I am pure, like, I, I don't know what emotional Oh, response. you cried. I cried. I thought the fan cried. No, no, no. I cried. At oh. a video. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. I do that all the time. The I really... emotional state. I really wouldn't feel bad. I've been watching Love Island. I cry all the time at Love Island. Oh, really? All the time. Someone doesn't pick the person I wanted them to pick, or they say something really nice. Honestly, the friendships. I cry more at the friendships than Mm. the romantic relationships. Mm. I'm just like, they're just like looking over each other, and they're just like so committed to being friends. I just really appreciate that. You'd be really accepted in my culture. British. Oh. (laughs) England. (laughs) You're like, what? What? (laughs) Like... What? What? Eurovision? <laughs> Eurovision? <laughs> yes, Eurovision is the whole culture. That is my culture. <laughs> oh no, the L. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, ding dong. Play, yeah, yeah, ding dong. <laughs> it will never be enough. <laughs> oh my god, the job I started at, it's all I listened to for the first month on repeat. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. I love yeah. it so much. It's beautiful. I also heard a really funny story today. Oh, tell me. Again, we were talking about the, the the infamous vampire show that many people have a lot of stories about. It's Van Helsing. Ah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to shit on it. Like, love that show, but I feel like every episode a new story <laughs> comes up. It's a love-hate relationship, for sure. Yeah. And a lot of people, like, who we work with have also worked on it. So it's it's a big topic of conversation. Everyone can relate. Proud of everyone who Everyone's worked on it. Everyone's shortened their life because of that show. Absolutely. The showrunner, Jonathan Walker, is, like, one of the best people ever. Yeah, he's kind. I'm not going to shit on anyone. Anyway, but <laughs> Brendan, as she's about to shit on him, yeah, no, Brendan <laughs> his favorite day, we were talking about, like, how, like, hard Alexa, and, like, you gotta know your shit, and how, like, it's such a, like, grips, like, are always injuring themselves. Everyone in films, like, forever injuring themselves, doing mm-hmm. something they shouldn't do, or just being yeah. overworked. It's like pouring rain. You're like, I probably shouldn't climb this ladder, but they we need, need the shot. Oh, and we need the shot. They said I have 45 seconds. I've already wasted 15 thinking about it. i got to get up there. Um, Someone hold me. I'm moving. <laughs> it, uh, it's a PA. <laughs> it's actually an intern. No. Not getting paid. Oh, on it, it's like some 14-year-old who just does not want to be there. On their 18th hour. Um, no, and he... Brennan was saying that he was sat like down by the monitors and there was like a water tank. And then um, like watching, he was also a day who we mentioned as well. And they were both sat there, like, just waiting, like, they were setting up for the next scene. And they said a grip walks by, and he's, like, shaking, and his hands are, like, really, like... Oh, God. Like, rigorous... Like, rigor mortis. (laughs) Yeah, that's literally... And he's, like, that. And he's, like, stood by the water tank for ages, like, trying to, like, grab things. And then his, like, another grip comes over... No, it was an elect. And an elect comes over and is just, like, hey, man, you okay? 
And he was just like, I just, I think I just was electrocuted, but I'll be fine. I'm just oh. having a hard time. Oh they were like, what were you doing? He's like, I was just running some lights and cables. And we're like, oh, okay. And then this but I'll guy be fine. walks off and he's like, just about like taking a sip of water. <laughs> and then here's Walkie go and it's just like, we need you in the lift. Go, go, go. Where are you, Monty? Or something like that. And they just watch this guy like run, drop his water and then get up into the lift. And he's like playing a light, like Auntie. like forty feet in the air, like, <laughs> like, like Jesus Christ! Imagine just being oh electrocuted. He's up on a lift. I'll be fine. Just like controlling it with his poor rigor mortis. Oh hand. god! <laughs> yeah, like teeth. Mm. Oh, so yeah, that yeah. that made my day. I was crying. Brendan has some great stories of <laughs> just fantastic impressions. Oh yeah, he does. Okay, onwards and upwards, my friend. Let's talk about film. <laughs> Here we are. But not shit on it. We love this. We love our jobs. Mm-hmm. What do you got for me? <laughs> Go on, spill the beans. I'm ah, let me start. Okay, I'm going to do The Crown. <gasps> yes. I've never seen it. Oh, not very good for my culture. You just told me about your culture. I know, I know. <laughs> love Island. invested. Love Island is in it. If Newfoundland had a Love Island, I would be very invested. <laughs> I'll have you know. I'm so sorry. I'm really a disgrace. That's why I don't live there anymore. Oh, because you didn't—they kicked you out because you wouldn't watch The Crown. Oh no, Love Island. <laughs> oh, <laughs> The Crown too. That went. That was a cherry on top. Good old Elizabeth. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna focus on season two. So the designer is Ivana Brumrak. She's so one of the directors, Stephen Daldry. She's worked on a bunch of his productions, and because the series had so many transformations, like the age gaps, mm-hmm. they really, really wanted her to work on it. And she was like, okay, fine. I suppose, I suppose. It'd so be, she, it'd be fun. She's like a bit of a master at aging. Yeah, well, she's done a lot of like other transforming productions. Right. And then I think that her and the director kind of had a relationship. Yeah. He was like, I trust you. That's always helpful. Come on board. So she's, I found this quote from her that says, the way Stephen works, he'd rather hire actors who are good actors rather than people who look like the people they, are, they need to portray. Oh. So he relies on me to do the rest, and that's how I got talked into doing it. I love the British. Right? Yeah. I actually love that they hire on talent. Yeah, right? And you can see that with that show. Again. I mean, you, you haven't seen it, so you wouldn't know that you can see oh, that. But. but just like British television. In general. Like, there'll be like this so many UK dramas and sometimes they don't have anyone well known but like what is well known really yeah right? I mean like when that, you're that's good, a whole you're good. other that's a yeah. whole other podcast <laughs> but like it's really though. and I'm like we're not actors but I really appreciate that they don't look at Instagram or yeah you know yeah. how flawless they are they look at like if they're real people who are good at acting yeah and can you like give this character the yeah, and just having, like, the brief knowledge of people who, like, friends who are actors in Vancouver um, and, like, this side of the planet, it seems like such a different casting process mm-hmm. compared to the UK. I've heard that, actually, from a couple of my friends who are actors, that it's it's a bit different here. Yeah, like, I've heard producers look at Instagram followers. Yeah, I've heard that, That's too. bullshit. One of the actresses I worked with recently, she was saying the same thing, that she's got to, like, invest a lot of time into her Instagram because oh. people will look at it and see, like... What kind of, like, activity she gets and stuff. That's so sad. hiring her. Personally, I find. I mean. Yeah. That's, you know, why. Well, there's a reason we're behind the camera. <laughs> well, there's a few reasons, actually. Yeah. Oh. We're the ones getting electrocuted. <laughs> um, <laughs> true. <laughs> so, in preparation for season one and two, Ivana and her team went through loads of footage. Um, so, the thing is, is, like, obviously they're matching to very well-known people. Like, you're matching yep. to, like, the queen and Prince Philip and Princess Margaret. So, people know what these people look like. Absolutely. Off the, off the top of their head. Mm-hmm. So, her challenge was, like, how do I do that justice when so many people are going to be looking at it? Yeah. And being able to critique it. So, she went through tons and tons of footage of the royal family throughout these two decades. So, the first and second season spans about two decades. Four, three, four decades. I don't know. Some time passes. A long-ass time. It's a long time. And then they a also human's got... human's life. Yes. Yes. A short... A, a short life of a human. Yes. Well, she's still... She's still kicking. The, the queen? The queen. Oh, yeah. She's old as heck. <laughs> When we when she dies, apparently we will get a national holiday. Well, I mean in England. I don't know about the Commonwealth countries. Yeah, I don't know about us. But no. we have her on our money. So. But in England. 
Nice. Yeah. That'd be good for you. I, and apparently, I mean, not good. Well, I mean, the people who are patriotic. They're not It'll so, be a sad day. They're not so excited. No, but I remember being in school and us sitting at exams and all being like, let's just hope the queen dies today. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. She's still around. What cynical little British children. Mm-hmm. She just were. overtook um, Queen... Uh, the other Queen Elizabeth. Ah. The red-headed, white-faced, crazy one. Yes. She was in no crazy. Eyebrows. I think she was pretty cool. I think she had a hard life. I think she did too, you know? I think being a royalty would actually suck. I agree. Also... The first Queen Elizabeth, I feel like people just did not like women back then. I mean, so people I, don't like women now. Yeah, I know. I feel like anything they did, they were like, that's a bad idea. And then some man said, and they're like, ah, oh, why didn't we think of that? Raymond, you're so smart. Yeah, it's like total <laughs> mansplaining. She's that like, like happens today. Honestly, it does. I see it on set all the time. It does my Sweden. Yeah, me too. I don't know what that is, but it does mine. Mansplaining too. is, ba- I only learned this too. It's a new oh, word. No, I know mansplaining. I thought you said you're Swede. I did say. Oh, uh, that. Swede means head in the UK. Oh, nice. I think it does. I haven't been back since 2017. <laughs> so maybe I'm out with the lingo. I like it. <laughs> My Swede. So because this is a British show, they do hair and makeup. We've talked about that mm-hmm. before. So she relied heavily on wigs to transform the actors, and most actors had multiple wigs. So, like, varying degrees of gray, like, depending on the style or the haircut they had at that age. And some actors, like, in one day would change wigs multiple times, depending on what the shooting day called for in terms of, like, their scenes. Jesus. Yeah. So in establishing her looks, everything was screen tested in advance with the camera, lighting setups, the wig colors, the realisticness of the aging, and it. she decided to stick with more traditional aging techniques over prosthetics. So she relied just on makeup for aging. Really? Yeah. And she, oh, she's... Hero. The younger episodes, they did a fresh dewy look on Claire Foy, who plays Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And then as we see her age, they did a lot more like heavy powders, a lot more blush, because that adds a bit of aging to, mm-hmm. you know, to... Yeah. Her. And also, that's how Queen Elizabeth does her makeup as she gets older, too, right? She's, yeah. She starts wearing more as she gets older. It's very common, I find, especially in, like, uh, women aging. Mm-hmm. You start to put on more, where actually, I think, advances your age. Yeah, at, no, at it does. Points. It totally does. Because it settles in your lines, and it almost, like, in, like enhances the look yeah. of lines, right? That's interesting she did that. That makes sense. They, and I found a little thing here. She talks about some of the lipsticks she used. Fuck yeah. She uses lipsticks from... <laughs> Um, Tom Ford, Rodin, Armani, uh, lots of reds and pinks. Oh. And then then she would use um, specific types depending on what Claire Foy felt for the scene, how old she was or how serious the scene was. Claire Foy would kind of be like, I think this red is better for this particular Love a bit of collaboration. Yes. And then I also found something out, a little interesting fact I did not know. Um, So someone, I found a little interview of her and Mm -hmm. they asked her like what the most challenging thing with working on this show was. And she said that it films in several different countries at the same time. So there's multiple units being filmed at once. And so as a designer, she really struggled with like coordinating all those units in different countries. Sweet lord. That's some like uh, bloody Game of Thrones. Right? Shit. Right? But they have like different department heads in all the different countries. Yeah, I mean, no, she was the department head for the whole show, so... And I mean, she'd have very, like, people she trusted. Yeah, I'm so guessing, she, unless I'm they ass- hired locals. No, I'm assuming... Well, what I think would have had to happen was she would have had to have, like, keys on every unit. Yeah. And then she would, like, direct the key, and then the key would, like, run the fort if she wasn't there for that particular unit, if she was on, like... Wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? And then they also did some cool stuff with, like, the contrast between Princess Margaret and Queen Elizabeth, because mm. Princess Margaret was more, like, wild and free and, like, less traditional, mm. whereas, obviously, Queen Elizabeth kind of became her role, and, like, so they would keep her very neutral, very, like, uniform, very simple, but then Qu- Princess Margaret would get, like, the bright lips and bright nails and right. and bright that's dresses. how they kind of... Huh. And that also helped, like, age... Claire Foy more too like keeping her more like almost dull I feel like yeah because then it's like less trendy almost like you know yeah she was really conforming yeah yeah that's really interesting I know that's I couldn't even imagine like just when I the logistics when we're on set and they have like a splinter oh god the mayhem 
the mayhem. Let alone. They're like, okay, we're going to be in Britain. You're going to be in Yugoslavia. See you Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Good honor. That's hard to navigate. Right? How many episodes are per season? Yeah, the first season has 10 episodes. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. Yeah. And then the second season has... And the second season's with Olivia Coleman, right? Third season's with Olivia Coleman. Mm. So season one and season two had Claire Foy, and then Olivia Coleman comes in for season three when she's, a, like, the older queen. Yeah. It would have... I guess that would have been in, like, the 80s, 70s or 80s mm. by that point. I've heard so many or people say not. to watch it, and that is so fantastic, and Claire Foy is, like, She's incredible. really good. Yeah, she's really good. I, it's really well done. Mm-hmm. It's like, and like the sets are awesome. The costumes are awesome. Just like how the actors portray it. Have you? How are the wigs? They're great, honestly. To know that they're all wigs as well. Like, is it? Because you know sometimes you can catch them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, they they do a really good job with them. Actually, even like um, what's his name? Matt Smith. Matt Smith, nice. Uh-huh. She is British. Um, so his hair is not blonde, but in this show they had to make his hair blonde. So he's wearing like a wig. I didn't know that because his looks oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, he's wearing wigs. Yeah, and then like they slowly like thin his hair a little bit yeah, too. Yeah, I was going like, to say, whenever I've seen clips, he's been pretty thin. Yeah, yeah. So they're like slowly thinning so it. So you've got to, like a bold? I have no idea. Like partial bowl cap wig kind I, of thing? I'm assuming it must have been something to like shift the hair. Well, no, because she said that, I found a thing that said that most of the royal family has pretty thick hairlines, mm-hmm. but it more thins on top, so I guess Well, like, makes sense. Like, let's look at William. Mm-hmm. He's definitely thinning. Yeah. So I feel like they probably kept his like, nat- like or maybe it was like, I have no idea how they would have. Yeah. I don't know that much about wigs, to be honest with you. I mean, just being like makeup- we yeah. don't have a lot to do with wigs. And no, I, exactly. I only worked in the UK for a very small amount of time. And I've applied wigs, like, just at the new job that I'm at, but I, I don't know a lot. And when I hear, like, the woman I work with, Lala, talk about wigs and hair, I'm just, like, enamored. There's, I know, even, like, I've talked with Lala about that, too. Like, I've watched her, like, wash a few wigs or, like, how she preps yeah, them and stuff. Yeah, watching her style and, like, a drag wig the other day. Yeah, like, there's a lot to it that I just, like, I'm, like, a very basic level of wig application, oh, I feel same. like. Like, I can just get by. Yeah. I know it, what to look for on camera. I could maybe try to yeah. solve it. Yeah. Like, but, problem solve some things if the if it was showing. You know what lace. show's bad for that? No shade, but This Is Us. Have you watched This Is Us? Yeah. Is it bad for it? Have you not noticed? I find it... Mo- I'm just crying, so probably not. Oh, I've, I cry a lot, too. That might be the oh, fog no. of my tears. Who's is bad? I, Mandy Moore's? No. Okay. I li- Mandy Moore's is actually really good. And her aging make The aging makeup is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's very well done. I just... I notice it with the dad. Milo? Yes. Yes. When so he has, awesome. like, his, like... Yes. When he has his, like, um, lace... Like, sometimes you'll have, like, a lace facial piece mm. like his beard or like oh. sideburns they like add sideburns on that him. does ring a bell yeah. oh okay no there's been a few times where like he's i've watched like monologues that he's done in on that show that i've been like wait a minute and they get really close yeah i mean beautifully written oh it's such a good show right they out. just know exactly what to do to make you just oh. a sad person and but what then I, a happy person it's yeah so conflicting anyway the crown sorry <laughs> not so happy show. <laughs> not so happy more political Yes. Lots of money. Serious. <laughs> Wigs, makeup, fantastic. We love it. Ivana. Ivana. I can't even imagine the stress she was under, but that is bloody fantastic, and I've heard it's absolutely stunning. You have to go watch it now. It's many, a many, show. many platforms. Show. And, like, now it definitely just makes me appreciate her work even more, because I'm like, man, you did that. We're well planning, like, shows on, like, crazy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Did she use anything else for aging? I couldn't really find anything because I wasn't sure. Like when she said she didn't use prosthetics, I was mm. like, "Is this? Does this mean you use stretch and stipple? Does this mean you just mm. use paint?" I feel like there was some mild stretch and stipple for sure. Mm-hmm. Just like because you can see, like they'll start to add like little wrinkles around her eyes and so, like. So yeah, maybe a right light. There. Yeah. So stretch and stipple for people that don't know is basically where you pull the face of someone, um, the your the person you're working on in the angle you want. Just a random person. Yourself, look in the mirror, and <laughs> it will work just on them, if by magic. <laughs> now, it's basically uh, a very quick way with latex um, and a textured sponge. Anyway, how I 
like to apply it. Yeah, me too. And you just pull the skin in a way, in a certain angle, lightly, obviously don't hurt them. And then stipple over latex and then let it dry and then release it and you can get powder some it. good you powder it and get some really good little creases going. And yeah, it's it like almost a, like holds the the stretch. Like yes, when it you does. release it like holds where you would have where in it if you do it right, it can wrinkle the skin where the skin would naturally wrinkle. And like it's it's very common around like the crow's feet and the outer mm-hmm. eyes and the eyelid. Um, and you gotta blend it and stuff. And it is quite like to get it done well. Quite good. Yeah, the only part, worst, the worst part about it is that it is latex, so it's, yeah. the maintenance on it is a bit of a handful. Yeah, absolutely. I still have to bowl occasionally, and yeah, and it, once much it alcohol, a little light lift starts to come off, it's it's off. You have to kind yeah. of do it. I know a friend once that was working on, I think it was the Lost City of Z. I watched half of it. I can get through it. Sorry to my friend. <laughs> um, Robert Patterson's in it. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. And some other really great people. Uh, anyway, and they were shooting all over the globe, and she was in Colombia, I want to say. Oh my gosh. I think. I don't know for sure. And they were, like, in, like, the humidity in a rainforest, and she had to use a stretch and stipple, because they didn't have any budget. Oh, no. And she says it was literally just, like, turning, like, white. Because it turns peeling. white when it gets wet. Yeah. Yeah. She said it was just white and, like, coming all off their faces, and they were all in, like, age makeups, and she was left with, like, full cast, or oh, with God. stretch and stipple. And, That's like, the type of thing I have nightmares about, honestly. And it was with, like, high-caliber actors, too. Yeah, like Robert Pattinson. That'd yeah. be... I would hate to be like, ah! <laughs> but my friend's a boss bitch, and she probably did great. She and it probably it. wasn't even that bad. She's probably just, like, being harsh on herself. Honestly, I feel like everyone, like... I keep hitting this table. I feel like... It's fine. I, like, threw it on the floor <laughs> earlier when I fell. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we do that a lot. We're, like... I'll, like, do a makeup. I do this to you, actually. I'll do a makeup, and I'll be like, oh, my God, Ruby, I'm getting fired today, and I'll send you a picture, and then you're like, what are you talking about? This is a fine makeup. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that never goes away. Oh, great. Amazing. I, I remember asking a teacher, being like, is there, like, any chance you'd ever feel confident in your work or just know your ability? She <laughs> is was that like, so much to ask? And she was like, oh, no. No, no, no. All good artists, and, like, any artist I know never has that. We all doubt ourselves forever. Yeah, it's good to question. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Never feel confidence. What is that? Fin- Who is she? Fantastic. I'll be in the honey wagon crying. <laughs> if you need me. <laughs> but it is important to sometimes, like, it's so easy to go down the rabbit hole of, I'm a failure, I've ruined it, I'm never going to get employed, etc., etc. And then if you just step away, and once you're finished, obviously, step away and then have that time where you're, like, gathering your stuff and going, and then going to set and then seeing it on the monitor. There's that breathing moment of, like, okay, it's not that bad. Or you can think more clearly of, like, this is what it needs or... Yeah, honestly, yeah, stepping away from it is definitely something that I think helps a lot. Because almost when you're working for so long, too, on something and you're staring at it and you're trying to figure out why it's not looking the way that you see Mm -hmm. in your head, you almost, like, start to, like just run around in circles and you're just trying things you're just making it worse and then stepping away and coming back and you're like oh okay it needs this yeah yeah absolutely so that's mine great life lessons there love that the crown thank you so much you're so welcome so surprise me i'm ready are you ready give me a small heart attack just a small one it's it might be a big one (gasps) no this is fucked in the best way the crown No, I'm talking about a production that came out in 1939. No, it didn't. The Wizard of Oz. Oh, no. Did it not? No, I don't know. Okay. It came out in 1939. (laughs) Amazing. What a time to be alive. Not the James Franco one. Oh. Oh. (laughs) There's a James Franco Wizard of Oz? Apparently. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's Um, done very thorough research. Um, yeah, so I'm doing The Wizard of Oz. I love that. Let's begin. I'm excited. Uh, so I normally give a little synopsis about the movie, but if you don't know the plot line to Wizard of Oz, then I can't help you. It's, I mean, hey man, you've had like 80 years. <laughs> yeah, and that was a book oh before God. that. Oh my God. Yeah. That movie came out 80 years ago. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, so a little, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole of how it was filmed and all the practical effects that we used, and it was, it was pretty insane. I'm and sure I want to, there's some stuff that I'm like, not so much of a good idea now. But at the time, there's some stuff that were, like, awesome. Yeah. And I 
I like a bit of practicality, you know? Yeah, who doesn't? It's good to be genuine. Uh, But this set was like an absolute circus. It was havoc. So I do touch base on the makeup, but this hep is more of, look how far we've come. Oh, I love that. As production, as I like opened with someone, got electrocuted on a set (laughs) someone. Oh, the guy was okay. And also, I don't know if his name was Monty, just to clarify that from the story before. Okay. I just don't want to shout out some poor, like, guy who's in the lack and he's, like, Monty, and everyone's like, dude, I heard about this podcast, and you, like, fucked yourself up. I, <laughs> that's how that, they talk. Like, that's never, ever, ever gonna happen. Uh, I can't even see a grip or a, like, ever listening to this, let alone well, anyone. I know, I know one Alex who will listen to it. Who? James. Ruby James. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, James, James is Ruby's partner, but apparently she has no confidence that he'll listen to this. He will. He's a good sport. He will. He'll put himself through it. He gets way more excited about just things than I do. wanted to make a couple cameos, so. <laughs> so I just wanted to mention that The Wizard of Oz swaps from black and white to color, so you can imagine being in the audience and not seeing, like, much of color film, and then seeing it. So the experience of theater was so much more powerful because it was new. And I just got really hooked on the idea of, like, can you imagine, like, watching a black and white movie and also going to the movies alone was, like... An amazing experience. And then let alone where you're seeing color footage. Maybe yeah. for the first time. Yeah, it would have been crazy. Especially, mm-hmm. like, if you... It, it opens up black and white, so then you kind yeah. of get... You're like, oh, it's another black and white film, whatever. And then all of a sudden it's in color, and you're like, yeah. oh my god! I just love that back then that's what would, like, excite an audience. Yeah, I mean, now, unless there's, like, 40 explosions in the first 10 minutes, <laughs> people are walking out of the theater. Yep. Um... So, color film was rare before Oz, but it existed. The earliest film to ever have color was George Malele's. Malele. I think that's, again, pronunciation. Malene's. Um, film, his film, Trip to the Moon. And that was when they paint, hand-painted every frame. All right. Uh, Settle. Oh, so sorry. I know. Shocking, though. Hand-painted any every frame. That's crazy. And... That was the film that helped influence the making of The Wizard of Oz and Walt Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Ah! Mm-hmm. So the use of swapping from black and white color um, so well with The Wizard of Oz because it reflected the original novel by L. Frank Brum, where Kansas was gray and dull and Oz had descriptive words like yellow brick road and over the rainbow, the emerald city, etc. So that was the choice of why they added um color oh that's so cool too because in the story they do such color like the mm-hmm. emerald city yellow brick road like like what i just said yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm processing i'm processing that's okay that's okay my brain runs slow so camera people are probably gonna hate me please don't please don't hate me though i'm just i was just really amazed by all the information i could get on this production um so they used technicolor they had to film with a camera that was about the size of a refrigerator. Oh. And that was like cut the film that they could get for colored cameras. Jesus. Imagine yeah. the setups on that thing. After they filmed. <laughs> Can you just imagine? Sorry to cut you off. I'm just no, no. thinking. Can you imagine if you're on set and they finally get a touched off? You do your finals. You go sit down. They're like, oh, you know what? Yeah, we got to turn around. We got to, this, this setup's just not working. Can we, can we move it around? And you're like, great. See you in four hours. <laughs> And there's, like, someone just with a forklift, like, trying to move the refrigerator camera. Do they even have forklifts? No, it's probably by, like, again, PAs trying to move something (laughs) and getting crushed. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was pretty hilarious. That is, I'd love to see hilarious, like, pretty wild, to be honest. I'd love to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, so... Uh, I go on to talk about film. I'm like, is this a fucking camera podcast? <laughs> okay, the rolls were taken to a film labs to be dyed and laminated to, to give the correct hues and shades of color needed in film. Even with that in mind, costumes, makeup, and lighting on set had to be super saturated and bright for the film to get the right color they were looking for. Oh, wow. That's why I put it in there. Because makeup had to be so vibrant because then... Otherwise this- it wouldn't read. Yeah. Ah. Example being, the iconic ruby slippers looked almost orange on camera. So they were playing with colorscapes too. Yeah. To see what would come back being, like, on color film compared to real life. Yeah. For after going through post. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, I know that was a tangent, but it would have affected makeup because of the stage of the camera and the filming process. So, yeah, I just thought I'd pop that in. Um... I'd also love to see the makeup in person. That would have been wild. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, I'd love to see, like, the Tin Man and 
like mm-hmm. those makeups up close. Well, are you gonna talk about the Tim Man? Because I've heard a couple things about that makeup. I am. I heard a little bit crazy stuff about that makeup. <laughs> okay, so the man in charge of makeup was Jack Dawn. So if the I man were... himself. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 please. The man himself. That's it. Mm-hmm. The sound like the, the Tin f- Man. A, a film noir piece. <laughs> no, Jack Dawn's a makeup artist. No, I know. T- I oh, just... okay. I'm getting a little sassy. I had my Advil on iced tea. And I tripped over. So I'm trying to validate myself. I am cool. I am. I know my facts. (laughs) Loser's my only friend. (laughs) Okay, so Jack Dawn. So if I recall correctly, I've heard he was a bit of a grump. Oh, Mm -hmm. no. Jack. Uh, Like, he was very hard to work with, but I was looking through the films he was involved in, and he literally was churning out three films a year so and he worked for like 40 years <laughs> jesus so i'd be pretty ill-tempered too and a lot of these films are now regarded as classics he had a huge career and he was very influential also uh his dad was murdered when he was five so i'd be pissed off yeah i'd be pissed off too yeah and now he's working like 37 hours a day Mm-hmm. Probably. It, yeah. all, all for 40 years. Because, you know, back in the 30s, that's the hours of clock were by 37. Yes. They mm-hmm. changed that back in 67 <laughs> to 24. Fuck. <laughs> just just film actually works on a 37-hour <laughs> clock. If you didn't know. They're like, no, what are you talking about? It's not been a full day yet. You're still working for another 17 hours. Sorry, and I made, I wouldn't even be surprised if that was, like, implemented. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, he worked for Universal Pictures and MGM in his life, and it was at MGM that he became the head makeup for Wizard of Oz, what resulted in some of the most recognizable makeup designs ever created for a Hollywood production. Absolutely. It's interesting, too, because mm-hmm. wasn't this at a time where, like, if you were a makeup artist, you would work only for one studio? Yeah. Like, if he was with MGM, he would do all That's the productions it. for MGM, That's right? why he was churning out so many films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so... His assistant was Jack Young, another makeup artist with a 30-plus year resume, who went to work on to the famous Apocalypse Now in the 70s. Oh! And he was, into, he was like, his assistant in 39. Wow. And Apocalypse Now came out in the 70s. So... If that's how long it takes for my career to get anywhere, I'm going to be really sad. That's fine. If I start, Don't be sad. She started in 2018. She finally made it. 2062. She was 85. I'll be right there with you. Don't worry. <laughs> in our little joint office in the trailer, two little old women with yeah. matching glasses. And they'll be like, you guys should really retire. We're like, what did you say? <laughs> yeah. We'll be so like paranoid of anyone else taking our job that it would just be us. We'll walk around arm in arm like, move out my way. Do you know how long I've been in the industry? <laughs> like, really, Do you know who I am? Really bitter and old. And yeah. sour like a lemon. <laughs> um, like so, rotten lemons. Also for this, back to, you know, Wizard. Wizard of Oz. Dawn also... (laughs) Fuck, I hit myself. Um, Dawn also reached out to the University of Southern California Art Department and got professors to recommend sculptors and painters. That's where he required two interns called Charles Schramm and William Tuttle. No, he didn't! Both went on... Oh my god, full circle. uh Uh-huh. And both went on to work on the amazing film seven phases of dr lao this is a big deal for ruby and i because the school we went to they teach a lot about like makeup in the past and they Mm -hmm. touch on jack don they touch on william tuttle they Mm -hmm. touch on a bunch of other influential makeup artists who kind of like started the craft Mm -hmm. ah yeah so he kind of well i don't know william tuttle's backstory but he was at university for painting and sculpting and then he got his internship with him. For, like, makeup. Yeah. Interesting. Because Jack Dawn was like, you just sculpt and paint on a face. <laughs> it's not that different. Come on, you can do it. Yeah. Um, I'm sour, like a lemon. <laughs> do it for me, William. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> so, in my understanding, Jack Dawn was one of the first makeup artists to use foam. I want to say he did create foam, but I apologize to any makeup artist who is listening, screaming at me like, no, he didn't! <laughs> But yeah, for several years, Jack Dawn researched a synthetic plastic called Villanite? Villalite. Vinylite. There it is. Vinylite. <laughs> what helped him get to foam latex or foam rubber. He first used it transforming the mainly Caucasian cast to Chinese in the good earth. Very controversial. Yeah, not so great on his part. No. Wouldn't not, fly. Would never happen today. Hopefully I hope. not. That would be bad. Um, so I'm going to glaze over the characters. After all that, I'm just now going to glaze over the actual makeup. Um, 
Because they use such large amounts of prosthetics. Okay, friend, are you fucking ready? I know this is a long one, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm ready. The anticipation is killing me. Okay. Let the tea begin. Spill. Ray Bolger, who played Scarecrow, was left with a very strong, very strong indentations and cloth patterns around his mouth and chin from the hardness of his makeup. It was foam, so I don't understand about the hardness. I am confused by this. (laughs) Very much so. Wait, like permanently? For a year after, he had indentations from his makeup. Oh my god. And I don't know about and enough about how to make foam. And then I'm, I've made foam, but I I yeah, don't understand this, what would make it so hard. But or this what they were also doing. probably wouldn't have been... Our way of making foam. No, like it would have Absolutely. been so different. The foam would have been so different. I'm wondering if maybe they like used... Because it's like burlap, right? I'm wondering if maybe they put burlap in the foam. Well, that's what made sense when they said cloth patterns to me. Yeah, and so then I'm like, maybe the foam was what they glued down, but then the burlap, because it was on so long, was able to imprint. I don't Mm -hmm. know how that would happen. I don't know, but that was... But bad. Not good. Mm -hmm. Not what you want. So it took an hour each day, and I quote the article I read, to slowly peel the glued on mask from his face. Hate that they used the word peeled. That triggered me oh god this okay. poor man but when sculpting this the producers wanted dawn to sculpt a face that looked like it was full of straw and tied off with string that was his inspiration <laughs> can you imagine can you please like sculpt a face that's been stuffed with straw but tied off with string can you do that can you just sculpt that make it happen okay we'll be back on wednesday he did Ah, well, at what cost? Mm-hmm. The guy's face for a year. That's cheap if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> so Buddy uh, Ebsen, Ebsen played Ebsen. the Tin Man. Him and Ray Bolga actually swapped roles before filming. No, Ray. Yeah. Ray, yeah. what have you done? Wait, who did Ray play? The, the Scarecrow. God, Ray can't catch a break. So, no, Ray was a Scarecrow, but he was supposed to be the Tin Man, but he swapped. So we actually got... If you ask me, the better the better option oh, with what I'm about to say. Oh, God. Okay, so they tested many different products for the look of the Tin Man on Buddy Epson. Um, Epson, Epson? Wait, is his first name Buddy? Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought you were but, just saying, like, Buddy Epson. Oh, no. I'm not just saying being... We're like, Buddy, you were there. Yeah, I'm, like, not being Canadian. I'm saying, oh, like, okay. his name was Buddy. Oh, okay. <laughs> they tried... I'm just casually <laughs> I'm missing... I'm not being his... Canadian, please, never. <laughs> He's just... I'm just casually missing the first name. Um, so what they did in these makeup tests was they tried covering him with tin, silvery paper, and silver cloth covered cardboard. Finally, they decided to go with white face paint covered with aluminium dust. Oh my god! Aluminium dust. Nine days into filming, what He got cancer. One of Epson's lungs failed and he woke up in the night screaming. He remained hospitalized for two weeks, during which the film producers hired actor Jake Healy. But they hired him to replace uh, Buddy, because um, they wanted him to come back to work ASAP, but his skin was also a shade of blue. So apparently Buddy was like, I literally can't come back to work. Like, one of my lungs has fucking collapsed, <laughs> and I'm blue. And oh they were like, God. okay, we'll hire someone else. Yeah. So Jack Dawn reformulated the makeup into a paste that was heavily painted on. So he wasn't like spring, like... It wasn't getting breathed in at least. A little less, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, but then also the new actor, Jake Haley, uh, missed four days of filming when the makeup caused an eye infection. But he did not suffer any permanent damage, nor did he lose his job. Mm -hmm. So what happened to Buddy? That was it. They just left he him did, there? He did, like, nine days of filming, and then his fucking lung gave out. Jesus. Yeah. What's well, really awful. Yeah, that um, wouldn't happen. Would, well, I hope it wouldn't. I don't know. But apparently, all the music recorded in the songs is Buddy Epson. Ah, okay. Yeah. And well, they still use that instead of good. the new actor, Jake. It's the least they could do. But Jake Haley's, like, known as the Tin Man. <laughs> also, for the Tin Man's grease that Garland, Judy Garland, uses to loosen his joints, it was chocolate syrup. Ah, mm-hmm. just like the blood we talked about last episode. Yep. Nice. No, yeah, yeah. Blood on uh, Psycho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, okay, so the Cowardly Lion um, was supposed to be left in charge of Charles Schramm, one of the 
assistants I mentioned earlier who came over with William Tuttle. Right. Um, the makeup included a bald cap, rubber appliances, orange-toned makeup, false eyebrows, black whiskers, a wig with rubber ears, and a beard. So because he had a foam, foam covering his full face, um, you can find a three-second online clip, actually, of expression tests, and it's in black and white, and he's in full makeup. And they use these tests because... Um, it was so hard for the actor Bert La to open his mouth and give movement in the pieces. So they were doing multiple tests to see like the like That's the so thickness of the foam and like where the foam could sit. And I found like yeah, this three second clip of him like doing all these crazy like line expressions and like oh, so going funny. for it in makeup. Because that's still something actors struggle with foam. That's like one of the downsides of foam. Still is like it restricts your. Mm-hmm. Facial movement. Yeah, you got a forehead piece on, try and raise those eyebrows. Yeah, it's not going to happen for you. I mean, if we applied it, a good makeup artist might be able to. So the edges of the foam, the makeup, were hidden with his large cowl of curly hair. But if you look back at the photos, there was zero blending of that lace piece. But I can imagine (laughs) that it was very coarse lace and that they were ventilating on. Like, it was probably quite thick. Um, So, or this is the bit that I was like, "Mm mm-mm. So that costume was made of real lion skin and fur. Skin? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. He had to wear a lion? Poor lion. But, yes. God, the poor lion. Oh, my God. Yeah, and because of the strong lighting used, he sweated so much that every night the costume had to go into an industrial dryer, um, and they only had the one costume. Oh, my God. So, for that much perspiration and for the makeup to appear like it it held up if i'm recalling the film correct enough he did a great job oh on my, the upkeep like oh the artist god that costume sold in 2014 for three million what fucking sick head has that costume <laughs> oh that poor lion yeah and i mean like it can't be comfortable getting into a line no, I would costume. not want to do that. That actually makes me feel, like, physically sick. I know, me too. If someone was like, okay, this is your costume, I'd be like, okay, this is fake fur. They'd be like, no, this is actually, we just caught this yesterday. It's fresh off the back. That would never happen. I'd be like, okay, I don't think, I quit, actually. That would, that would never happen today. The uproar. Rightly so. All right, yeah, honestly. Okay, uh, okay. Okay. No, there's more? Yes! Stop, Ruby! Oh, dude, this God, all happened! Have supper after this. I know, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'll be quick. <laughs> um, so, The Wicked Witch of the no, West. No, not about you taking so long, about these poor, you, it's like a torture film. This is like soft torture. <laughs> <laughs> okay, soft torture's about to go extreme. Jesus so, Christ. So, The Wicked Witch of the West caught on fire. Like, she actually caught on fire. Oh my God. That wasn't, that was actually real. Yeah. Um, and they just used the footage. While filming the scene in which the witch disappears in a flash of smoke, the effects crew started their fire before um, actor uh, Margaret Hamilton had enough time to safely exit the stage. The flames caught on her broom and hat. I've also heard that the makeup was highly flammable too, oh. but I couldn't find any proof of that. But yeah, so apparently, yeah, she just caught a light. Um, so she had first degree burns first. Oh, God. Uh, scalding her chin, the bridge of her nose, her right cheek, and the right side of her forehead. The eye- the eyelashes and eyebrow on her right eye had been burned completely off. Her upper lip and her eyelid were also very badly burned. When she looked down, she said the skin on her hand had been burned off. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So, incredibly, the studio called Hamilton the next day, wondering when she would return to work. These producers were horrific. This was also at a time, too, where as an actress, if you, or an actor, if you, you could so easily be blacklisted. Oh, yeah. And I get into that. Um, Oh, okay. (laughs) So it took her six weeks to recover. But even then, the nerves in her hand were still so exposed that she had to wear green gloves rather than makeup. She considered suing, but opted against it for the very simple reason that she wanted to work again. Wow. And they didn't replace her. Wow. Yeah, Um, that's crazy. So Jack Young was in charge of her removal, usually. They usually used acetone. (laughs) Ah! On her burns? To remove the paint. Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's why I wanted to say it again. what are the... Um, No wonder it was flammable. God, there's probably trace amounts of acetone. (laughs) But they used... uh, Oh, yeah, to Sorry, to remove the paint because the paint had such a high toxic copper content. But because of her burns, 
he tried to help and removed it with alcohol to prevent infection. Apparently, after the fire had been put out, she went to remove her makeup before going to the hospital, and that is where Jack Young made the decision to um, to switch to alcohol. The removal process would have been horrendously painful. She also had... Oh, she also had to continue wearing, when she came back to work, her fake nose, chin, and warts. So even, like, with six weeks... Like, six weeks isn't enough time for a first-degree burn to heal. Yeah. And she was putting that makeup on her face. The only thing that oh she didn't... Oh, my God! This put, poor woman! The, she, the only thing she didn't put back on was, like, her hand, because it was so fucked that they put gloves on her. I can't, like, that... Putting, like, a foam piece on... God, your... I hate having foam pieces. Like, if even if I have acne, putting prosthetics on, like... No, it's not good. Hurts the acne. Um, so, shortly after Hamilton returned to set, after, obviously, catching a light, she was asked to film another fire scene. Love that for her. Yeah, she refused to take part, so they got her... Fair enough. Yep, yeah, so they got her a double, who then, again, caught on fire. Oh, my God. And spent 11 days in the hospital after. Mm-hmm. It is believed that she got paid $35 for her day's work. Jesus. $35 in secondary burns. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day. Top Put of the that, morning. Put that on your resume. <laughs> okay, so... Oh, God, it just gets worse. No, it doesn't end. Sadly, oh, these poor people. <laughs> just torture them. So also, sadly for the actors playing the Tin Man, Scarecrow, <laughs> and Cowardly Lion, they were also banned from eating lunch inside the um, MGM cafeteria. Because the sight of them eating in their makeup was deemed too disgusting. Oh my god, what poor people! And what do they eat? Apparently, the cowardly lion had to like have everything like liquefied and drink through a straw for like months while filming because he couldn't move his mouth. Oh my god. Yeah, but I, obviously this is all like hearsay. This is from like thirty nine, and I was reading it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of this is true, but the straw thing. I, don't, I just oh read that. Oh my god. Um. So that's the part you're not sure on is the straw. But that's the part that was probably the least bad. <laughs> You're like, yeah, the straw bit, couldn't confirm. Don't know about that. But (laughs) everything else, very true. (laughs) That's the part you're not sure about. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So in saying this, my aim wasn't to promote how awful Jack Dawn was, because he he wasn't. I actually watched a 20-second black and white video of him putting wax onto his face and shaping it into Lincoln. And it's actually really, really good. Like, he sculpted it straight onto his face. He was undoubtedly, like, a very talented sculptor and makeup artist. Um, but it is just so insane to hear these techniques and products used and the repercussion of products, but it was because they didn't have the materials or the hundred year knowledge that we have now. We learn and have developed everything from this starting foundation. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like makeup has changed so much and like absolutely your products and your techniques, everything is tested now. Everything is skin safe. Everything. Yeah. There's like extensive training people go through. We have like a hundred plus years of like yeah professional yeah. film and like make- makeup development and also because of jack dawn yeah. like he set such a grounding for all of us so i'm not shitting on him like i'm very i think he did Different beautiful time. work but absolutely and it's just like fucking wild yeah to hearing it now you're like wow is that illegal <laughs> yeah um also the producers and studio were insanely awful humans oh yeah like end of um and saying this all the makeups they used in this production, of course, have developed and are completely safe to use on the skin now. Like, no aluminum dust for no one. Anyway. <laughs> I would um, hope so. Aluminum. 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 It's, it's banished. Good. Mm-hmm. For the best. Absolutely. And that's that, that was my very long piece. Wow, that was juicy. Sorry, I just... Yeah, I, that no, was like that three was... pages, but... That was a big one. I'm really excited to tell you. My voice just broke like a teenage boy. <laughs> I'm really I'm excited to tell you. Weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wild. It's like, it's sick. That's crazy. In the worst way. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So, there's that. Wow, let's just sit on that. Oh, Listeners. also, Judy Garland, do you know when it snows on her? Yeah. Apparently, oh. that was just like painted asbestos. Oh, of course it was. Nice. Yeah. It's great for the lungs. <laughs> yeah. Toughens them up. <laughs> beautiful work <laughs> but yeah that's that's what i got thanks for sharing the crown thanks for sharing the wizard of oz that was a juicy piece wow mm-hmm. can you imagine being on that set oh god <laughs> i would have just fucking i would have propped up can- my <laughs> set chair in the corner and just been like oh. do i really need this job do i like it how much do i like it i don't know <laughs> 
Like, I never want to complain about a day's work again. Oh, God, no. Can you imagine being the costume assist? And they're no. like, okay, you're going to put this lion carcass <laughs> on You're this not man. over that part. <laughs> You're like, it's, that was that was a really that big... That scarred me. I'm going to have nightmares. Next time I see, like, any actor wearing faux fur, I'm going to be like, what kind of animal? What kind of animal <laughs> you did you use? Did you know in the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> they'll be like, oh, God, who are you? <laughs> get away, get away, shoo! Back to your corner, crew. <laughs> Peasant? How dare you? Leave me and my fake line alone. <laughs> let's let's hope it's fake. Yes. I can't see it ever being repeated. I There'll mean, be some method acted somewhere that'll be like, No, I want to for caucus. <laughs> I want a real lion. I don't care how much it costs, Brian. <laughs> yeah. It's in my contract. Yeah, That's I mean, one thing. I wish I could say that as a makeup artist. I don't care. It's in my contract. It's negotiated. Yeah. Do you think actors actually say that? No, I just... It would be fun, though. I just wish I could say that. I would love to be like, if you refer to my contract. <laughs> it's actually on page six, paragraph four, subsection B12. I don't write in the shuttle with the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love this alter ego of this awful uh, actor we're making. <laughs> hey, there's crew that are bad, too. Not a shit on actors. Oh, yeah. There's definitely... There's the a lot of, that, like, shitting on and throwing shade, but... Touching all the food at Crafty does. before you decide which one you want. Or not using the tongs at Crafty... Come on, guys. That's a special place in hell for those kind of people. <laughs> yeah, I'm just calling you guys out. That's a pet peeve of mine. Or they just walk into the crafty tent and cough. Oh, not I mean, good. Before COVID. Before COVID. If yeah. now you'd literally get tackled to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Thermometer showed up your ass or something. Yeah. <laughs> your temperature! <laughs> like that scene from Monsters Inc. with the sock. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd expect nothing less. Oh, mm. yeah. Literally. I just want to give a shout out to the Harlow Youth Elixir Oil. I use that. Same. I like it. I really like it too. Harlow's like a local brand. They're really awesome. They're all natural, organic, vegan. And yeah, I've just been using that Elixir Oil and I've really enjoyed it. I also really like, they have their, I think it's their rose spray. Mm -hmm. Oh. It's like their Flora Toner. That's what it's called. Have you tried that? Yes. Also very nice. Uh-huh. Some people don't really like the smell of that one, but I personally love it. And it's also, I, I've seen it help with hydration or spritzing a midday makeup. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I really like it. I can see that the smell, it does have a bit of a, like a fermented smell. That... But that's so like opinion based. Yeah. Well. But I like it because it's like natural. It smells natural to me. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I was like, do we do that? I don't know. This oh, podcast. Let's just shut them out. They're great. Yeah. This podcast kind of a mess. In the best way. In the best way. It's a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Saucy. We're figuring it out. Yes. And on that note, we should probably go eat linguine. Fettuccine, Fettuccine. Oh. You. I'm offended, but it's okay. Okay, we'll, we'll talk it's about it. contract. It's oh, fine. Really. Bye. Bye. Bye.